Leslie, thank you. I think you made some points today. So happy Mother's Day. I, I always think about um, my mother and my stepmother on Mother's Day. My mother died when I was about 10. Uh, I'm also blessed to have watched the mother of my children. I've thought at times that they tolerate me, but they love their mother. I remember it was 1990-something. We were in Mississippi. And Jeannie was out running errands, and these were the days before cell phones. And my favorite daughter, Ellen, fell playing with a friend and broke her arm. About which arm was it? Left arm, about here, there was another elbow. It just, it just went that way. Ellen has a high tolerance of pain, I suppose, but she came home going, I think I need a band-aid. <laughs> that way. And I said, no, honey, we need to go to the hospital. Well, her mother was not there. And she would not go to the hospital until her mother got home. So we waited. I don't know, it wasn't long, but we waited until Jeannie got there and we went to the hospital. Do you remember the I want my mommy feeling? Remember that? Once mom was there, there was security. Questions were answered and fears were calm. Boo-boos were healed. Problems were solved. They're hard workers. In one of the chicken soup for the soul books, I found a article about things that mothers have said. Before I read to you from this list, can you tell me something that your mother said to you? It'll be all right. You know better than that. It'll be all right. Be sure your sins will find you out. Just wait until your father gets home. You are known by the company you keep. Things could be worse. I am sick and tired of this. I am sick and tired of this. Make yourself useful as well as ornamental. Make yourself useful as well as ornamental. Because I said so. Ma'am? Because I said so. Because I said so. The trump card. Absolutely. I'll give you something. Go ask your daddy. I'll give you something to cry about. I like that. That's, that might win the prize today. Go ask your father. Go get your own switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go get your own switch. There's a list in the book of Chicken Soup for the Soul. <sighs> Take your plate to the kitchen, please. Is that yours? Don't hit your brother. I'm talking to you. Just a minute, please. Can't you see I'm talking to you? <coughs> Did you brush your teeth? What are you doing out of bed? What do you mean there's nothing to do? Go outside, read a book, turn it down, get off the phone, take a jacket. Do your shoes belong here? Hurry up. Did you go to the bathroom? Stop it right now. Give me a kiss. Make your bed. Clean your room. Sit up. Just try a little. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Go to your room. No 10 minutes or not up. I'm not giving you mushrooms. I'll cook this part without them. Is your homework done? Buckle up. And those are just a few of the things on the list of chicken soup for this <coughs> Let's pray together. Father, today is mixed emotions. 
Some of our mothers are with you now and will be thankful, although some days we wish they were still here. Father, thank you for the examples around us of mothers and mother figures that minister to us. Thank you for the gift of family, and we'll celebrate that today in Jesus' name. Amen. You know Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is the benchmark of womanhood. Whether you're a mother or not, if they can describe you as a Proverbs 31 woman, that's about as high a compliment as you can receive. In verse 1, we learn who wrote this. It says, these are the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. So King Lemuel, and we don't know anything else about him. There's some theories I'll tell you later about him. Other than his, mean, his name means for God or devoted to God, the new hell. Uh, this is his only mention in Scripture. But what we do know is that his mother, well, she had a shopping list for him. When you go and find a wife, this is what you are to look for. Mothers do that, don't they? Absolutely, they do that. She made him memorize this list. It was in the form of an acrostic. If you do puzzles, you know what an acrostic is. It's a learning tool. The one that I remember the best, if you play the guitar, you know the strings on the guitar are E-A-D-G-B-E, and I had learned that from Eat Apples Daily, Get Better Energy. I remember being in the choir, a few times I would go, you were trying to teach us the steps, and I remember every good boy does fine. I think you taught me. That's the line in the middle of his face, F-A-C-I-C. I paid attention that <laughs> And so we learned from acrostics. And so this was given to the king, Lemuel, by his mother as a shopping list for a perfect, perfect woman. The part that you hear most of the time begins at verse 10 and goes through verse 31 of Proverbs 31. And we'll read that today. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. She works wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like a merchant ship. She brings food from afar. She rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household, and a portion for her maidservants. She considers the field and buys it. From her prophet, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She proceeds her merchandise as good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes a tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. That's my favorite verse in Proverbs 25. <laughs> this energizer bunny of a woman is buying fields and not going to bed at night. What's her husband doing? He's sitting there. I love that. <laughs> Back to the woman, verse 24. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. 
She opens her mouth with wisdom. On her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the way of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the games. Can't you see Lemuel's mother drilling this into his head? You find this, you marry this. Anybody here jealous of this woman? Is this humanly possible to be this way? How in the world is anybody going to be like this? This is superwoman, remarkably gifted, hardworking, good at everything. And the question in verse 10 seems a good one. Who can find a virtuous wife? Time out. I did 34 years ago today. Today's our anniversary, by the way. And I thank God. I read it. Jeannie types this scripture for us and does the overhead. Does everything. Jill Briscoe, in her book, The Queen of Hearts, wrote about the Proverbs 31 woman. The Proverbs 31 woman has long stood as the Statue of Liberty at the harbor of the city of womanhood. But what if I had a run in my stocking? What if I consistently lose my husband's socks in the dryer? Is there any hope for me if I dream of writing a book about my small children and call it from here to insanity? And if I shape like a pillow instead of a post? Is there any hope for a woman she's not everything she ought to be facing the description of an excellent wife? I see Jill's point, don't you? I get exhausted reading Proverbs 31. Does this life here give us hope? Or does it frustrate I think you're going to see some hope in a minute. Scripture should give us hope. And we're going to look at three stories of women in Scripture and see that there's hope for them. And they need it. The first one is in John chapter 8. Beginning at verse 2. Early the next morning, Jesus was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. And as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law, the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him, John says in verse 6. And to say something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down, wrote the dust with his finger. And they kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. He stooped down and wrote again in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. Jesus said, Neither do I, so go and sin no more. You ever wonder what happened to this woman? You ever wonder which way she went after this encounter, after being told by the living God, Go and sin no more? Jesus lets us know regardless of past, there is a new beginning. And I wonder, 
Did this woman become a Proverbs 31 woman? Answer the question. Is it possible she became a Proverbs 31 woman? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll find out one day when we meet her. Luke tells a story in chapter 7. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat when a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there. She brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. She knelt beside him at his feet weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on <clears throat> When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Jesus told the story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she's washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I came first came in, she's not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil going on my head, but she's anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. She, so she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. And then Jesus said to this woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who's this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Here's another. Is it possible this woman became a Proverbs 31 woman? Yes. Yes, it is. One more example. And we looked at this one last week. The story from John chapter 4. I will not read it to you, but remember we were at the well in Samaria. Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman who comes at noon because she didn't want to face all of the other women. She'd had five husbands and she was living with somebody now that wasn't. And Jesus ministered to her and a revival broke out in the village because of her. <clears throat> Maybe she became a Proverbs 31 A Samaritan. Outcast of outcast. Is it possible? Yeah, it is. The point is, on Mother's Day, a changed woman can change the world. And some of you were impacted greatly by changed women. And it is something to celebrate. Back to King Lemuel. Lemuel. Some say that Lemuel is a pet name given to a king. Given to King Solomon who wrote a lot of Proverbs. It means for God or set aside for God. 
Solomon was. Do you remember who Solomon's mother was? Her name was Bathsheba. Remember her? Yeah. Is it possible that Bathsheba became a Proverbs 31 woman? Isn't that fabulous? Happy Mother's Day. Let's pray together.